Welcome to Punchmark's Jewelers Survival Kit podcast, which covers the coronavirus pandemic and how it's affecting the jewelry industry. Each episode will focus on a specific topic with guests such as retail jewelers, jewelry manufacturers, and marketing professionals in the hopes that their shared experiences may help others in the jewelry industry. This week, we're sitting down with Jeremy Jordan from Robert Irwin Jewelers in Memphis, Tennessee, and taking a close look at the ways that the pandemic has affected him on both a professional and personal level. He'll discuss the ways that Robert Irwin Jewelers has leveraged social media to drive sales, and their plans for reopening as the pandemic subsides. He'll also tell us about the importance of maintaining a strong community presence, and share the challenges he's personally faced during this situation and how he's overcoming them. My name is Tommy Rhodes, lead developer at Punchmark, and this week's episode is hosted by Michael Burpo, lead UI and UX designer. As of April 24th, there are about 2.75 million cases of COVID-19 worldwide, about 900,000 of those in the United States. Social distancing efforts have slowed the spread of the virus, and as a result, some states have announced plans to reopen at the beginning of May. Even in reopening, however, not all restrictions will be lifted immediately, and there has been a focus on how we can gradually and safely return back to a sense of normalcy. Here to talk about how they've weathered the storm so far and how they plan to transition back over the coming months is Jeremy Jordan from Robert Irwin Jewelers. So we probably just start this with, um, what's your name and which store do you work for? Sure. Uh, my name is Jeremy Jordan. I work for Robert Irwin Jewelers out of Memphis, Tennessee. Currently, my job title is the uh, marketing and e-commerce manager. Um, I'm also the social media manager as well. Oh, really? So doing uh, doing both sides of it then. And which yeah. side do you think is more is more difficult and more time intensive? Definitely e-commerce, I would say, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of things that you got to kind of touch up and really maintain to, to keep your edge on it. Um, and how has this virus impacted you and uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers? Um, well, it's been a, a wild ride so far. I mean, obviously, money-wise, it's it's hit us pretty hard. Um, yeah. Just based off sales that we made last year during this time period compared to now, I mean, you know, the, I couldn't tell you the number is well over, you know, several hundred thousand dollars that we that we didn't make. But um it's uh it's it's hit us pretty hard. I mean, right now we have five store locations and we just opened up our fifth location back in November. Um but as of right now, all of our store locations are closed to the public, but our Perkins extended location based here in Memphis, Tennessee is actually open for curbside pickup um and drop off only. So we that's where all of our online orders are shipped, picked up, repairs are taken in. Um, and that's all done via curbside service or, or we uh, allow free shipping. We pretty much ship everything for free. So, um, and we, I've been monitoring it and, uh, it seems like you guys are doing, you know, relatively well online. Uh, do you find that the curbside pickup is, is going a little bit easier or is there kind of like a lot of logistics that need to come with that? It's been very simple. I mean, everybody's, you know, been very easy to communicate with. Um, I mean, we've had some sales online, but uh, uh, a lot more sales have come through just by using our web chat feature on the site. I'm pretty much available 24-7. I have people that people might hit me up at, you know, 4 a.m. or midnight or whatever, and I'm, you know, immediately available. So people like that, and I've really been able to make sales 
you know, sold several engagement rings that way, anniversary wow. gift, you know, two carat diamond studs, things like that. And one thing that's uh, pretty interesting that we've been doing that we never did before this is we've been doing live Facebook auctions every Saturday. And so we, we kind of, you know, keep our distance, wear masks, sanitize everything before and after usage. Um, but we do that live Facebook auction um, and it's definitely brought in some business. We, we use our, our light box that we use to take pictures to add products to the website. Essentially what we do is we will place an item in the light box, whether on the, the spinner that spins it around so you can get a 360 view or, you know, just, you know, lay it in the box so you can see it. And what we do is we'll set it in a specific amount of time. We'll have a starting bid and then people can bid in the comment section uh, on book live and make their bids and we sold a ton doing it that that way and wow. it's just something we've never done before just to to do something fun and we play music and joke with people in the comment section and we've had a lot of i mean we've been doing this for probably five or six weeks and you know when you could do seven eight thousand dollars in a day when your store is not open at all it's you know wow. anything coming in helps so <laughs> That's yeah. no, that's no joke, man. That's crazy. I, uh, I, I didn't even know about the, that Facebook was capable of that kind of system. So yeah. let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. So what, um, what part of Facebook is it? Can it's very simple. I mean, and if you want to, you can go on our, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash RI jewelers, and you can, you know, go to our video section and you'll see all of our live videos there. So we start at the same time every Saturday, 1 PM, and, you know, we'll give it a few minutes once we start live and we'll wait for the eyeballs to pop in. But we've noticed, you know, every time we do it, our engagement has gone up. So typically we'll have anywhere from like 60 to 100 viewers at once. A lot of returning viewers, but we've been getting new viewers. Um, and, you know, we sold everything from, you know, wedding sets, engagement rings, gold chains. We've sold diamonds, a lot of diamond studs, diamond earrings, gold hoop earrings have been really popular. Um, and it's kind of fun. You'll see. So what we'll do is we'll put an item up. We'll say the retail value is $1,500. The starting bid is we're going to start it at $500. Once someone okay. comments in the comment section and gives a $500 bid, we'll start the auction for that item, let it run for five minutes, and then people will bid in the comment section. So we'll say you have to bid in increments and we'll tell them while, while somebody's manning the live, the live video, I'll be on my computer man managing the bids in the comment section. And there's a little bit of a lag, but I'll let people know this the starting bid is $500 bid in increments of 25. Someone will bid 500 bucks. And then you'll see people bidding back and forth. It, when the time runs out, we have a timer that goes off. We'll give it a second to refresh to see if any bids came in within, you know, the next 20 seconds. And then after the auction's over, we call the customer, they'll pay, you know, via PayPal, via credit card over the phone. We even offer financing. People pay via Venmo, via, you know, every form of payment. Um, so and every, cool. We haven't had any issues with people not paying. So we wow. normally do it for about two hours. And when you can bring in, you know, five, $7,000 in a span of two hours with contactless support, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. And how many different um, products do you go through over the course of about, uh, you know, two hours? It will tend to 12. I mean, some may not get any traction. You, you might not yep. see a bid. So we'll give it a couple of minutes and then we'll go to the next item. Such a, yeah, cool, yeah. Such a cool idea. I, I pulled up one of the videos and, uh, man, you got a lot, of, um, a lot of shares, a lot of eyeballs on this. 
And yeah, we, we make it fun. My boss likes doing handstands. He's like, we get to 50 viewers, I'll do a handstand. <laughs> and, uh, we just thought it was hilarious. Everybody was like, it's time for a, you know, time for a handstand and how we will do one. It's hilarious. Um, but we just are very laid back people. It's part of our culture at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's all about family, making people feel good. You know, we just, a lot of people said, you know, on Saturdays, I'm bored as hell at home and we've been able to buy some cool gifts um, so that's definitely something new and fun for us. It will probably keep doing in the future when, when things Absolutely. are, you know, hopefully back to more. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's such a, if it's such a hit, you know, it's like, that's so, it's so cool to see though, that you guys have uh, taken such a positive approach to it. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we've seen coming out of this, this entire situation, just in jewelry, but nationally and globally, we're seeing people be so creative with how they're running their business, you, you know, taking different and unique approaches. And, and still getting in front of your people. And I think that the community is going to be sure to, to listen and, and, and stay in touch with the stores that are, you know, caring about them and their community. And I'm sure that those kind of, you know, payments forward are going to, you know, pay, pay back in the future. I'm, uh, at least I can only imagine. I'm seeing it with, with the stores that I'm, uh, you know, uh, a patron of. Sure. And another positive thing we did, I mean, when you come to Memphis, people love the food here in Memphis, whether you live here or or visit or not. I mean, food is so important here. And so I thought, you know, what's a way we can help the restaurant business here? Um, So what we did was we did made a video on Facebook and we said the first 25 people who purchase food at a locally owned restaurant here in town and post a picture in the comment section of this video with their receipt. Um, we'll give you a free pair of pearl studs. And so we had a ton of people went out, you know, way more than 25. We ended up giving away way more just because we wanted to help out our community. And it was a real positive thing. And what a great, what a great move. That's so yeah. cool. So it sounds like you guys are at least doing your best to tread water, um, you know, given the circumstance. And, it, you know, from what you've already said, it sounds like, you know, things aren't as you know, great as, as it would be at normally, of course. But uh, what kind of phases do you think you foresee your store opening up with? Which stores might get the most traffic? Or is it kind of trying to open up everything slowly at the same time? I think that it will, it will be a slow process. And like I'd imagine, in, um, I mean, we have stores in three different states, one in Tennessee and wow. Memphis, Tennessee, one in South Haven, Mississippi, one in North Little Rock, Arkansas. So the rules are different in each state. Gotcha. So we have a store in Mississippi and they are going to be, you know, changing some of their, their laws here soon. Um, they're going to be opening a lot of small businesses after 28th, I believe. We are, we're thinking that our South Haven store will be open. Um, if it is, um, we'll probably have, you know, two associates working with masks, with gloves, um, they sanitize everything, doors, handles, jewelry cases, anything they use, whether it's a ring sizer or any type of equipment or a piece of jewelry before and after usage. Um, and we'll probably allow anywhere from two to four people in the store. We'll allow curbside pickup. Obviously, we'll offer curbside service for all store locations, um, <coughs> it, it, whether they're open to the public or not. Currently, we only have one store location that does that, and that's our location in Memphis. They're not open to the public, but we offer curbside service and drop-off. But, I mean, 
in terms of like marketing and things like that, we are already preparing for when we do reopen in terms of, you know, direct mailers, banners that hang outside our stores that, you know, will catch people's eye, you know, different sales and just have everything ready to rock when we do get back to normal. Um, But it's definitely going to be a slow process and, you know, we want to make our customers feel comfortable. So have you, but, have you been like saving up like your, I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent certain on how the jewelry industry works with uh, like scheduling trunk shows and scheduling in-store events. Is that something that you, um, you know, hope to have at the end of the year instead of sprinkle throughout the year um, and try to load up towards like um, Black Friday and towards the holiday uh, season? Yeah. So, so, I mean, one of our biggest events of the year is, um, our event summer of a thousand engagements, um, which we do in June, July, and August. And we sell a ton of engagement rings. I mean, that that's our, the biggest bang for our buck here is, uh, is engagement rings, bridal jewelry. So we have a lot of events within that event, like, you know, trunk shows. Um, so I guess it's kind of just going to be, we have, we schedule our events way ahead of time. Um, so I, I mean, I imagine things will get pushed, pushed back. I mean, you, you don't want to get your hopes up or anything. So you kind of, you stay positive, but you expect the worst outcome, I guess. We also have, uh, our, um, 60% off sale, which will probably change, which is super popular in our stores and it packs our stores to capacity oh, wow. where we do 60% off. <laughs> so the amount of people we can have in our stores will be very important, you know, but it's yeah, just, you know, it's been really inspiring to watch how all the different uh, stores and clients that we have across the, across the nation have been uh, reacting to this in a different way. You know, it seems like everybody is starting to make um, a, a big shift um, digitally. You guys were already way ahead of the, the curve. And I think that you guys have been able to seemingly make the transition a lot, a lot quicker because you already had things in place. Can you um, point to anything in particular uh, at least for the related to e-commerce that has made um, that you're glad that you already had done. Are there things that you would recommend people do first to make it so that their e-commerce experience is as, as easy as possible? Uh, I think it's, de- you know, super important to, you know, have e-commerce set up on your website, especially, I mean, if you want to sell, it's just easier. So I'm also in the process of adding a, a lot more products just because we have so many that are readily available and make it, you know, show easily that these items are readily available now and you can pick them up or they can be shipped immediately. So we've scheduled, you know, we have a virtual appointment page. We're trying to, to, to really sell any way we can um, through, you know, email blasts and social media ads, you know, like I said, our live auctions, but basically, I mean, e-commerce right now is very important to us. Selling virtually is basically, you know, the biggest bang for our buck at this point in time. It's just any way you can get in contact with your customers and showcase the item. Um, I think it's important to, you know, to be able to do Zoom with your customers, FaceTime, text with them, you know, not just a phone call or through email. Um, when you can, you know, showcase the an item, an engagement ring, you know, over the phone, especially with a lot of millennials. There's a lot of millennials now that still want to get engaged. They never want to step foot in a store anyways. So this is, there's a lot of people that just don't, they don't want that physical relationship. They'd rather have it virtually anyways. So we're really trying to, to influence people who don't do it, but also, you know, get in contact with as many people who are familiar 
with with using you know FaceTime and Zoom. But we also I sell on eBay as well. Um, oh, I, cool. I I run that store. It's something that I, I think I have about two hundred reviews on there, all five stars. Uh, and then we just started selling on Amazon as well. But I mean, oh, really? the, the best you know way to get sales is through our website. And then we use Sezzle at checkout for no credit financing options. We have Amazon Pay at checkout, offer PayPal credit, you know, all major credit cards. So to be able to give your customer as many options, payment options, you know, get the jewelry in front of them the best way possible. We're just doing all we can to just stay in touch, you know? Yeah. And we also, we also call our customers just to check on them. You know, it, oh, really? it's not all about selling. I mean, we're a family and we treat our customers like family. Pretty much if you come in and you shop at Robert Irwin Jewelers and you're a returning customer, we're going to know your name. We're going to ask about your family, ask about your health, talk about your pets. Like we just check in with our customers to ask them how they're doing, not just sell them something because we really do care and want to know that they're doing okay. You know, yeah. um, it's just, they're our friends and family. So I think that's important too. Yeah. Really making those investments, you know, just, in the community and and i feel like a lot of people um you know talk talk about being a part of the community but it's definitely going the extra step and actually acting on it and and putting in the putting in the time to you know just check up on people and make sure that everybody is you know doing okay see if there is anything you can do um i love that that story about um you know giving away a pair of uh, pearl studs uh yeah. making online art that's so great i i would be right into that yeah, it, it was awesome, man. And like, just, it was so much positivity. So we just gotta, we gotta keep it, keep it going. And I mean, we have noticed like some local places, you know, once people see somebody do something, then it, you know, it catches on and then they try to do the same thing, um, which is fine. You know, yeah. it's, you learn from everyone, you know, um, it's just kind of a, it's the way it, the world works now. And then we've had a lot of people, you know, that message us just about layaways. They want to make a payment or we, we haven't, obviously we want people to make payments on their layaways, but we haven't been calling people, you know, we're not hounding people for money or, you know, we, it's a tough world out here right now and everybody's struggling. Absolutely. It's, it's reached everywhere. It doesn't discriminate in one bit. And, exactly. Uh, last question, Jeremy. And um, so main question is how are, how are you doing and, and, and your family? Is everything okay? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> It's a long story, but I mean, I'm healthy. My wife's healthy. Everything's uh, in my immediate life is good. But um, my uh, my oldest brother, I'm the youngest of five kids. My oldest brother, um, his lung collapsed about a week and a half ago. Oh, man. So that made things uh, very difficult because, fam- you know, family members can't be together now during COVID pandemic. And so it's a uh, it's it's wild. Um, time for something like this to happen and shocked me and my family you know but uh we're sticking together and being positive it's just harder when something like this happens in your family and you can't everyone can't be together but we've communicated every day so we're we're gonna hope for the best Uh, i'm sorry jeremy and uh my talk is gonna be with you for sure I, i appreciate it man you know normal life doesn't start turning you know other people have all type of, you know, issues and illnesses and problems that are going on as well. So it's just, honestly, it's part of life and, you know, you can't, you can't beat yourself up about it and, you know, you got to keep on trying, you know, that's how I look at it. 
Thanks for joining us today on the Jewelers Survival Kit podcast. We hope that you found this episode informative. I'd like to thank Jeremy for sitting down with us and giving us an in-depth look at the different ways that the pandemic has affected him and his business. As we look to the future, it'll be important to remember the lessons that we've learned during this difficult time. To learn more about this series, please visit punchmark.com podcasts. Your feedback is absolutely welcome. If you feel that you have any information, best practices, tips, or insights that might help others in the jewelry industry, please drop us a line so that we might include it in the Jeweler's Survival Kit. From all of us at Punchmark, be safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay positive.